0: Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. I just love our conversations, uh, Pastor Andy. It's always refreshing (laughs) to talk to you. And uh, today I've got another question for you. And this actually came through from one of our DMs uh, on Instagram. I think a couple of students were messaging us. And I think we address about like, the importance of friends, you know, the people in your circle are very important. Um, but I think they come from an angle where, you know, some of these students right now are in a homeschool setting, a homeschool center, right. you know, and your friends are limited. So if your friends are toxic, that's it. You know, I've got no more mm-hmm. other friends. But is it yeah. true? Is that is that really it? Like you've got no more other friends? So today we, we want to have this conversation about it. <laughs> and I know that you love uh, the high schoolers and that's your ministry, that's your passion. So what yeah. are your thoughts firstly about like the importance of having the right group of friends in your life?
1: Right. Wow. I think, I think uh, besides choosing your life partner, well, f- first of all, you know, people say the most important decision is to Choose Christ, choose Jesus, because that affects your eternity, uh, your life on earth. The next important decision is to choose a, your spouse, right? Choose the right one, and you'll be blessed. Choose the wrong one, wow, it's going to be hell on earth, right? Yeah. We know that. But I think, uh, I would argue next to that is choosing your right, choosing the right friends. Mm-hmm. It is so so important. Uh, friends are everything, and I guess, I guess that's why, in a way, uh, if I if I were to dissect the scenario you painted to me just now like so i'm a teenager i'm a high schooler i have a very small group of friends because that's what my school is my school is 30 people whatever and then i've made this bunch of friends and along the way i discovered wow they are not they're quite toxic <laughs> they're actually they're actually not very good for me but then i don't know how to say no how do i leave this group in a, in a and if i leave this group where do i go right uh, I guess that's difficult because it's already hard to make friends. It's already hard to find good friends. It's already mm-hmm. very difficult to break through the whole awkwardness of the beginning stages of finding someone who understands you, finding ah. someone who has common ground It's so high. It's like, it almost feels that like you went through this big obstacle course. Huh? And then like, wow, I made it only to get to the end. You realize, wow, it's just a part of of mud here. Like, it's nothing much here. (laughs) Yeah, Do I go go all the way back and start all over again? Do I find another? So, I guess that's why it's so hard. Because I I think the the advice is obvious. Okay? Every teenager who tells you that I have toxic friends, they know Mm -hmm. the advice already. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find other friends. uh. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. However, it is still, it doesn't make the advice bad. It's still good advice. Yeah. (laughs) you do have to find other friends if your current friends are toxic. Uh, but I guess it's hard. Lah. It's hard because, like, oh man, it feels like you're asking me to go through another obstacle course, you know, to, to, to build that trust again, to, to build that, uh, that connection again, to find someone with the chemistry meant to go through all that again. That's why some people rather just, I'll just scream with these toxic friends. Lah. At least, you know, they are toxic, but at least they understand me. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're toxic, but at least they accept me. Yeah. But the thing is, for your long-term health, my friends out there who are listening, That's right. for your long-term good, I really, really would ask that you find a way, find help to say no, walk away, and find a healthier group of friends. Because someone said this to me a long time ago and I find it to be so true and I find it to be so helpful. This person said, oh, I think it's a pastor or maybe it's a sermon I heard. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. Hmm. You show me your friends and I will show you what your future looks like because you become like your friends. Yeah. And, I, and as I heard that, I remember a scripture that says, uh, do not be deceived. I can't remember where now, but it's in the Bible, New Testament. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupt good habits. Mm-hmm. That means uh Bible is saying uh, even though you have good habits, if you be among evil company, it will corrupt even your good habits. This is where I this is where Christians who think uh, that hey I'm Christian, I'm powerful, I want to walk into a group of friends who are all watching porn uh, and I want no, to influence no, them. No, no, no. That's this is where the scripture comes in: like, hey dude, your good habit of not watching yeah. porn and you purposely go in there evil company will corrupt good habits. Mm. So so, so, for your long-term sake, I would say, yeah, you, you do need to find a way to have different group of friends if your current friends are really toxic. You know, they are breaking down your self-esteem. They are making you feel s- small. They are degrading you. In fact, they are abusing you, even if it's not physically, but by words, shaming you, bullying you. Uh you need to walk out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. I, I like what you say and reminded again about like long term health. I think a lot of young people don't yes. think about long term health, you know. What is long term yeah. health? I'm fifteen, I'm sixteen, like you know, friends friends lie, you know, we play games, dota, call of duty, that kind of thing, and you know that's the yes. thing, you know. But long term yes. health is something that is very important and I think a lot of young people should really look into it and yes. consider that. Um, yep. But now from an angle of being a leader, being a pastor, maybe being a community um, leader out there who you know, who is helping these young people, how can we help create an environment or another way to put it, how to stop that toxic mess <laughs> or once we recognize it?
1: Yeah, from the context of uh, being a church leader or a community leader or someone who is an influencer, uh, if I'm coming from the perspective, so I am I'm one of such person, right? I'm a pastor, I have a group of young people. I think if it's in that context, from the angle, I, it has to start with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be the example. I have to show people what a culture of uh, healthy friendship looks like, what a culture and an environment of healthy relationship looks like. I, I have to do that with my wife, uh, show them how I interact with my wife, show them how I interact with my friends, uh, and definitely in the way I interact with them. Mm-hmm. So, it may be fun uh, for friends to put each other down, for example. And and I think that's, it's good fun, you know, we teach each other, uh, especially if you support a certain football team and your oh. friends support a different team, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's banter, there's all these kind of things, and I, I think it's all fine until there's a line you cross, right? There's always a line somewhere. It's not very clear, but it's there. Uh, And of course, I teach people as well, but I have to be very, very conscious and aware of this so-called invisible line not to cross. Mm -hmm. I know, like I can make fun of a young person and we do that out of jest and good fun. But I need to know when there is a line and not cross it because I need to be the example. Because if I am flippant, uh, I am nonchalant about my behavior the young people are going to think that well, pastor can do that, my leader can do that. I guess that's the accepted norm here, mm-hmm. and they start doing it to other young people, and then before you know it, that becomes the culture. Yeah, we put people down. We 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 talk about their clothes and all that. Now, I'll give you a real life example in my youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I have an answered prayer. Okay, the answer prayer is this: for many many years ago, I realized that hey, we are a city church, so mm-hmm. we're going to get city kids. Okay. And city kids talk a certain way, dress a certain way, think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, hey, but a church should always be a church for everyone. Yeah. Because while, I, while we live in the city, the city is not just city people. There are other people from different types of walks of life that live here. And I would, I would love to be a church that is for everyone. Okay. That was a dream. So I always pray to God for young people that are from maybe the marginalized communi- community. community. Like, can we coexist? Mm. Can this young boy who, you know, his first phone is iPhone 11 Pro uh, his uh-huh. first iPhone, Whoa. first phone is iPhone 11, and and another boy who can't even afford a phone, can they coexist? I would love to believe that he can, right? And I've always prayed for that. So it's about two two years ago. I think God answered that prayer. So a uh, a home, a home of uh, boys that that that. Their, their own family couldn't take care of them and so they live in this home, right? Called us up I and mean, said, hey, can we send our boys, about 12 of them, to, to your youth group every week? And so they came. Uh, we said, of course, yes. It's come, come, come. Mm-hmm. And I had to prepare my youth group for it because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't look like you. They don't dress like you. They don't have the things you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think differently. They come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And their worldview is different. I don't want any of you to make them feel different mm-hmm. because in Christ, we're all the same. So, uh, one. I'll just give one example. My leaders started calling them the boys. Uh, well, I won't name the home line because I don't want to reveal that. So let's say the okay. let's say the home is Peace Home for example, Peace Home. Okay. Okay. They started calling them oh the Peace Home boys, the Peace Home boys. Like They, they lump all twelve of them to be the Peace Home boys. Mm. And I said, guys, that's not right. These are twelve boys. All of them have a name. Mm. They all have a story. Uh, Stop calling them. A label stop calling them a group stop calling them the so something something homeboys Mm -hmm. because you do that our teens will do that the teens do that and all these boys are going to feel like yeah what's what's so different because in school i get this when i go back to my hometown i get this everywhere i go in society i get this i come to church also i get this what's so different
0: wow so i think
1: it has to start from the leadership that you have to create a culture of acceptance uh, and uh, start practicing those values. Mm. So young people catch those values.
0: I, I really love your, your journey because you didn't just pray for it. I think a lot of people have been praying for that. I think leaders and all, they've been praying for yep. that. But they never really actualize like, what they are going to go through because it's very difficult. And thank you for yep. sharing that story because yeah, I think a lot of times we come up with this unintentional labels. It's it's no yes. harm, you know. It is it's, it's yeah. not like <laughs> I want to call you the peace home boys because you guys yeah. are not peaceful at all. No, it's not. That, <laughs> it, it always yeah. starts with an unintentional. Maybe it could be an administrative thing, you know. Like, hey, these yeah. twelve boys are huh? the peace boys coming. But because of how you tackle that, yeah, I think you are really crafting your culture, you know, so that all these yeah. young people were like, hey, yeah, actually quite true uh, what Pastor Andy is saying. Uh, or else, what's going to happen? Yeah, like you said, these 12 boys are going to feel the toxicness in a church. Yes. And I tell you, that will be the, the worst of us, you know?
1: Yep. And then yeah. one, day, one day, we
0: realized like, hey, so, how come these twelve boys don't want to come anymore? Like, why do they don't want to join us? You know. Yeah. And here we yeah. are thinking, oh yeah, I think it's because you have an iPhone 11 Plus. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or here you yeah. are dressing up differently. But I think really, if you want think people to coexist, if you want uh, people to come together, especially young people, I think really have to be a lot of intentional work from us as leaders. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pastor Andy yeah. for it. Uh, back again to uh, these teenagers, you know, and their yeah. journey. So now we know that we have a big responsibility. You know, the senior yes. ones, the young adults, yes. the adults, if you are a youth pastor, you know, if you're in a youth ministry, if you're working in youth works and all, you, you really have a huge responsibility to craft this culture where people do not just simply say things, where people do not just simply give labels. So okay, we understand that. Now yeah. back to the young person. I'm, I'm going to school. I'm meeting different yeah. people and I know that they are toxic and I know they are really um, pushing me to my limit. And now I have learned that yes, if Pastor Andy asked me one day, show me your friends and I'll show you and I'll tell you your future. Oh my gosh, my future is dark. You know, I, I, I recognize that. How can I just leave that group? What are the other mm-hmm. options out there for me?
1: You have to widen your perspective uh 'Cause I, I guess I guess the, the general perspective is like, okay, this is my school, this is my world. I guess uh, these are the only friends I can choose from. These are my options. Uh but if you like for example, like if if you only ate Chakuiteo in Pinang, you're gonna think that you know the only the only best Chakuiteo is in Penang and nowhere else. La. And <laughs> you're not even not even open to the possibility that hey, there could be a better one in Star, for example. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but I think everybody goes through that. Like, you know, you, you think your hometown uh, promi is the best, you know, your hometown whatever is the best, until you get out there and like, oh, wait, there, there are others. Yeah, you know, So there's, true. Oh, wait, there's, there's a different way to make chakwe I, I never knew this, you know. Uh, and a side note, that's why I love Malaysia so much. Uh, uh, just the diversity. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I, I think a young person, and it's the best time to do it as a young person to... Open up your horizons. Open up your possibilities. Uh, so, uh, for example, like if if you're in school uh, and you are in one classroom, you could think that your world is just that, your classroom. Or you could like, hey, I'll join the scouts too. I will, uh, I will go and join the English club or something and meet people. Uh, tuition. Uh, or even consider going to church. Uh, you know, I, I I know that there are many good churches uh, and just as my church is trying to be good, uh, there's working very hard to build a culture of uh, acceptance and belonging and all these things, right? So there are many ch- good churches out there that you can go and find and, and you know, and join and, and see what it's like to be with a group of people that, you know, uh, have been raised up to love their neighbor and things like mm. that. So I think... I think before you even see, it's easy to say, Hey, if your friends are toxic, go choose other ones, but you need to have other ones to choose from. Yeah. So where, where, where are your other ones? Where are your other ones? Uh, and of course to choose other ones, you have to say no line. That can be incredibly hard to do, to walk away from, uh, your friends and, and, and that you've been with for so long. So I would say that if you have the opportunity, uh, to from the very beginning, lay out your boundaries. For example, like, for example, uh, let's say I'm a Christian and my conviction is that I don't drink, for example. Let's just say I, I don't drink alcohol. Mm. And my ho- And I got a bunch of friends that I know love to drink, but I really want to be with them, uh, because I mean, not because of drinking, but because maybe they love the same football team, for example. Mm. Um, I would, if possible, say from the very beginning, guys, that I love being with you guys. I love the football talk. I love all these things. But you know what? I, I just want to let you know that I don't drink. So I would really appreciate it if you don't ever pressure me to. Hmm. I, I will do that at the very beginning because if they ever pressure me to, I already know that these friends don't respect me. Hmm. Don't respect my values uh, because I don't ask them not to drink. But they are pressuring me to drink. So even I've already told them from the very beginning. So boundaries are important. Of course, this is, this is helpful for those who... Uh, maybe in the beginning stages of the friendship, or about to get into the friendship, they can set those boundaries. And if anyone crosses those lines, you know the way your friends stand. And if they cross that line, and you do walk away, your friends can't blame you because, hey guys, I you know I told you guys this, like you know you got to respect my 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 values. Mm-hmm. And and if you walk away, it won't be like you walking away from them. It's more like they know that okay, we messed up. Now he has to go. Of course, it's easier to do from the beginning. But if you're already in it, I still feel the principle applies. I feel like, because people can change. Like, I can be someone who loves to drink until I became a Christian and decided that's not what I want to do anymore. Halfway through, right? I I, I feel like if my friends are non-toxic and they are good friends, they should be able to hear me say, hey guys, I have a change of lifestyle now. Uh, I've taken on religion now and uh, I just want to change the way I live. So I'm going to stop drinking. And if they're really good friends, they should accept you. And if they are not, they're like, oh man, you're lame lah, what is this lah? what kind of religion is that? You choose religion over us lah, you know? Uh, that's, I would argue that's bullying, that's putting unnecessary pressure on someone, uh, that's you know, uh, trying to pressure someone to change their their convictions. Uh, I think if you look at it from the perspective, it, it will still be hard, but it may make it easier for you to accept okay, it looks like I may have to walk away because I now can see very clearly that these are people that will continue to, you know, pressure me into doing something I don't want to or be someone I don't want to be. And once you can see that, maybe it'll be slightly easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people blame themselves when they walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, the, I'm being the bad apple. I'm being the bad oh, one. Yeah. Uh, so it may help a little bit like, when it's clearer to see um firstly
0: to widen your perspective yeah there are people out there who care about you you know there are um people out there who are really concerned you know genuine concern about your future you know they really want to take a look and see you progress and so yeah widen up your perspective a bit in your local communities wherever you are listening to this podcast there is i'm I'm sure a church nearby a community nearby you know that you can go and join find out and see you know so again yeah if you are in KL yep there's X church where you can find Pastor Andy. <laughs> if you're in Alustar, yep, yeah you've got soul here and of course other teachers around as well you know who are really out there wanting to show uh, you that hey your future is worth living and you really yeah. want to have some really good friends around you uh, and then yes. uh, secondly what you say the boundaries you know and I think for high school students yeah just make it a a thing from right from the start you know hey you know i i'm not cool with this and yeah if they don't respect you yeah you know what just walk away i think a lot of times because we are peer pressured to do it yes yes and then after we do it then we live with this regret i why did i do it you know yes if yeah. only i didn't so yeah you know what sometimes we don't have to live with that. If only I didn't do it. If only... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, once again, Pastor Andy, thank you for your time. I think what you shared today about uh, really finding a right group of friends, because it's not an easy thing to talk about. It's a very yeah. easy thing to say. You know, like, hey, yeah. find the right group of friends. You know, come on. Uh, show me your friends and I'll show you a future. It's a very easy thing to say, but to, to actualize it, to do it is very hard. So once again, thank you for... Uh, giving us the time to expound on this. I love you, man.
1: Thank you. Love you too. Thank you so much for this this opportunity. I hope you have
0: enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.